All right, be honest. Do you, th- do you think the suit's too tight? Dan, go ahead and cinch up his crotch a little bit more. Uh, we can't have any gaps or anything, so. It already feels too tight. Come on, dude. I know you're trying to, like, impress a little bit, but. How are, that, I mean, how are those levels? Your levels are pretty good in here. I got you. I got you on the in the booth. Okay. But seriously, cinch up, tighten up that crotch a little bit, dude. All right. Dude, that's the only part he's been adjusting the whole time. Yeah. Well, every, uh, you filled out the rest of the suit quite nice. So he's I think just, I think you're pretty comparable to Jerry, just not in the one department. So cinch that up. Look, I don't, I don't even know if I want to do this and. It's not fair that you guys said I had to go first. Big bubble butt. You're going first this year. I've done this ten times already, so. Hey, man, you were on Jerry's list first to uh, be evaluated, so this is just how it goes, man. So, yeah, but you both said right. you just sat at the desk and he asked you questions, and I have to go inside Jerry's hey, mind. You need to calm down, man. You can't yeah. be going in this nervous. Yeah. I'm going I'm in hot. I'm ready to say that, dude. You need to lower your, your BP here, dude. You're I'm going in. I'm getting you. You're you're off my sensors, dude. I'm okay. riled up. Hey, yeah, you need to come down. Turn down the take, lights, bones. Take Turn a down breath. The lights. Well, I'm just saying, Dan, you, give that crotch one more cinch. Okay, yeah, well, you see I, this here. Oh. I gotta go into Jerry's mind. Dan can't keep his hands off my yeah, crotch. There you, there you go. You feel that? Yeah, of course I feel it, dude. Right, you just keep right. rubbing my penis. All right, shut up now. Calm I want yourself. the tip of your dick touching your hole. Okay, <laughs> I want it that tight. You can't see anything, okay? You look like yep. a look like a sexy tomato right now, okay? Why don't you Why don't you lay down real quick, and, and Dan, you start clipping him in, and I'm gonna um, right. start pushing some of these buttons. Why do I even have to wear the suit in the first place? It's a temperature control thing. Are you just saying that? I think you're gonna get That's a bad review, dude. Yeah. Do you want to get fired? You can't afford that. Well, I can't afford it. Not in this economy, dude. No, man. Listen. It, do I have like a quick exit if I need to get out? Yeah, you just push. You Can we just pinch. Yeah, tell him. Okay, so all you gotta do is there's. Ah, did that hurt? Yeah, dude, that, that hurt a lot. All right. That's what you gotta. That's what you gotta do. You gotta slap your own dick. Okay, that's yeah. why I want it real tight. Well, Dan just mashed a little diamond into my penis. Yeah, yeah that's the button you gotta hit in case it gets too real, dude. Yeah. Now, had you gotten your COVID vaccine, you'd have the microchip in you already, and this would yeah. be an issue. But since you're an anti-vaxer, and we these little put this diamond uh, chip in your in your pee-pee. these little levitation things, they just stick right to you because they're magnetic. Mm-hmm. So, all right, yeah, all right. get them. Let's get them clipped in. I'm gonna continue to press some buttons back here, feeling real important. Okay. Hey. uh... Quick three questions for you, Kron, here. Favorite color? Blue. Okay. I guess Uh, blue. Yep, blue. All right. Animal? Sheep. Okay? Sheep. These aren't questions. You're just telling me. Shut up, dude. He's going to explain it. Corn pops? Corn pops? Corn pops. Favorite cereal? Make sure you say it three times, though. To you or Jerry? Yes. The time will come. When you come... Yes, when you come back out, these are your control questions, okay? All right. Okay, fine. All right, and a few tips. When when you first get in there, you might see some really crazy shit, okay? But don't just go pulling levers, opening doors, following kids, okay? Take your time. Yeah, take your time, because 
if you run into this, who knows what you'll see, all right? And you're probably going to piss yourself, okay? So don't worry about yeah. it. Real life. Real life, though. But, again, it's going to go right up your own butthole. <laughs> that's, so. that's why we do it this way? Yes. Listen. All right. We're pros, just, man. Just put me under, then. Okay. Well, let's put this bandana soaked in ether over your, over your head. It's got a computer chip on it. Yep. What does it these days? Yeah. Don't worry, dude. We're going to be tracking your brain waves, your pulse, all that, like, doctor stuff, you know? We've yeah. been working here for nine years, dude. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. Jerry's never fired anybody because of one of these. Now, he just... people, people have quit. Mm-hmm. People have died, but... Oh, yeah. Right. You've Especially never, women. You've never fired anybody. Yeah. We should probably address the fact that this is uh, not a very diverse workspace. Anyway, I'm going to continue to press levers. Dan, why don't you start the exit sequence? All right. All right, Kron. Relax and enjoy the ride, sir. He's going to get to know you on a totally different level. Here we go. Oh, my dick. <laughs> Guys, how long, how long was I out? Dan hadn't even left the room. Oh, didn't even press the button. I didn't even push the start button. Like you didn't. Where did you go? I felt like I lived a lifetime in there. It was terrible. It was just a wall of sawzaw dildos. <laughs> They're Sibians. Get it right. On this week's episode of Five Day Rentals, we watch The Cell. How you feeling? Joyless. <laughs> Wish it was the weekend. We've tried to get this this record moved to the weekend. <laughs> yeah, there's there is one holdout. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, my I don't think my subconscious would be this uh extravagant. No. I don't think any of ours would be. Okay. I'm thinking mine would be a smut wall and maybe an endless supply of Doritos. That's about horses and sand dunes and fabric. No way. Various musical lyrics. Um... Yours would be a non-physical thing. Dan's would basically be the Instagram of a 13-year-old girl. (laughs) Leaving for a pack of cigarettes and never coming back. You know. I don't even smoke. I think mine would just be one white walled room. (laughs) One chair in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, This director would fire me like five minutes in. Yeah, dude. You're not the one. What, if you were the set director? Yeah. <laughs> or production designer? 
anyway, no. we got um we built a room and uh we got a vase over here and an aquarium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lose the vase. <laughs> and the aquarium. That's just filler. Yeah. Unless there's a really intricate fish or crab looking thing inside the aquarium. Then you could do that. Did you guys think the cell was just a rich man's strange land? I mean, we're going to, I'm going to bring up some stuff. You think old Tarsum bit off of uh, D. Snyder here? In in the body mod aspect or? Yeah, probably the body mod aspect. <laughs> yeah. I have some different feelings and they were confirmed. So, By D. Snyder. Uh, yeah. Further research. Did he? Did he? Did he sue Tarsum? He should have. You guys know D. Snyder didn't even start making money until Strangeland. He didn't start getting royalties back until the soundtrack for Strangeland. What? Because of his record deal? Like the yeah, way? Yeah, because they or were something? ripping him off with all his money. That's true. For some reason now, when I open, you know how you open on your iPhone like a new window uh, for like Chrome? A, a it, new document for somebody's musical royalties? <laughs> no. This is before you've searched whatever you're going to search. And it shows you all the news of the stuff that you're looking like that you've related to your search. Every time now there's a fucking D. Schneider story in there. I'm like, I did <laughs> oh. not... I looked up Strangeland one time. I wondered why mine was like all like naked volleyball chicks and Mm -hmm. (laughs) vegan black bean burger recipes. So top top hot dog news. (laughs) We got dude. We got to do a letterboxed hot dog movie list, right? We should. Somebody needs to go back and do the research. I I think hot dog hot dog has taken over smut wall. In terms of appearance. Well, you've probably, in all reality, you've probably seen more hot dogs than smut walls in your life. I don't know. There's, um, what the fuck is the killer's name in this movie? Carl? Carl. Yeah. I mean, he's got the ultimate smut wall. He's got the chick drowned in front of him. Right? Mm, That's. Kinda. I don't know if I'd call it. Now, I was going to ask if you thought his little, um attic constituted a smut wall there wasn't really smut on there i mean i i guess if you're getting off if you're getting off to whatever's on the wall then yeah that's probably a smut that's his yeah it's his weird smut wall this is deep here bro got some deep dark stuff with this film yeah yeah somebody had to well, I don't know. This was a mostly unpleasant experience. I don't think I remember it being that like dark, and, like with the child abuse and shit. I was like, I don't fucking remember this. Yeah, it's like, it's it's so much more dour than I mm-hmm. remember. I think because when it came out, when this was in my apartment being spun on DVD at the time, I was pretty much baked every time I was watching it. You know, so the stuff that's, yeah, so the stuff that was standing out was the stuff that still stands out today. The horse, the intestine torture, like those are the, I totally forgot about the horse. 
that's mm-hmm. the stuff that sticks out to me. So then when you get into the dark stuff, like the darker stuff, like the child abuse or like uh, a scene that I thought was uh, incredibly taxing on people were when they go to the clinic to sell them on the idea of, hey, we need you to go in the dude's mind, mm-hmm. like showing them the video. And I was like, man, that'd be fucking brutal, especially for these people that are super sensitive to this. But the other th- comparison I had was like, how can Savage Streets, which has arguably the worst sequence next to maybe Death Wish 3 of any movie we've done, still seem like fun <laughs> compared to this, you know? It's funny you bring up Savage Streets because there's two themes going on in here for Yin's two. And that is the second woman that's shooting a crossbow into a piece of shit dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kron, I think you need to take your shirt off right now and turn around and show us if you got 14 still rings in your back because I think you, like, want to be hung from the ceiling, bro. You know, it's just some overlap with a, a previous selection of mine. Called Strangeland, folks. Uh... This movie feels like you're stuck in a 90s, like, new metal music video for an hour and a half. Oh, uh, yeah, it feels like a Tool video mm-hmm. meets, like, a Marilyn Manson video. Yeah. In a way, like... It's a- funny you should guys bring that up, guys. <laughs> Kyle, mine- you and I are on a fucking comedic role here already we're just hitting all the holidays notes because my note was literally hey let's watch jennifer lopez in a nine inch nails music video mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well there's also there was a i didn't remember this whenever i from the time i first saw it but it's weird to me because i you know i think the director and the dp are obviously good at what they do like there are shots in the movie that are really well composed, but they also just turned the contrast up on the entire film to like the maximum setting. Everything looks like completely blown out and just like washed in, I don't know, like grain and it like kind of, it looks dated and kind of ugly, I think. Now there are certain parts where she's in, in his subconscious that mm-hmm. I've, I noticed that, but then I felt whenever you would come out of that, I felt it looked really crisp and clean. Mm. I did feel like there was a definite choice and, and substantial difference in between, mm-hmm. you know, what world she went in. And it almost at times, like it, it was never the same composition. I felt like every time she went in, right. It was, it was different. Um, I guess it just felt like um, like how 300 looks really distinctive or like Mad Max Fury Road. It was yeah. it was like a visual element that went on so long that it started to like take me out of the film in a way. Yeah. The, the only time to me that I think it feels awkward is uh, at the end when Vince Vaughn and her are in it together and right before he figures out like the clue right 
when they're in like the little room with the tank, that was the only time where I thought like this, this to me isn't working. Like it isn't clicking. It seems really odd, but I mm-hmm. also may have just been bored of being in that world at that point. So, uh, what is this show and why are we here? <laughs> this show is five day rentals. Uh, we're a podcast. We watch movies. We talk about them. Uh, we also have a different category every three episodes, and this one is viewer discretion advised, picked by Bones. These are films that uh, we probably saw at too young of an age or have left an impression on us in some way. Uh, you guys ready to strap into this suit and go through this film? Yeah. I think so. I've been standing in front of my refrigerator pantsless for the last hour, so (laughs) ready to go. All right, we start in total darkness. Smash cut to J-Lo in a white dress riding a black horse across the desert. Marble Uh, Cigarettes presents... (laughs) There's like a crazy opening song on this scene that's just like a like a bunch of horns playing and yeah, had to turn oh. down the TV. The the mix is really weird, but mm-hmm. the score the score does a lot of lifting in this movie. Mm-hmm. It is it is awesome. I thought the opening song was cool and yeah. it sounds really bizarre especially with the imagery you're watching. I mm-hmm. thought it worked well. Uh J-Lo notices a small boy with a little, like, pocket mirror that he keeps shining at her. And I... Sniper, dude. That's all that means. <laughs> yeah, you you better take cover immediately. <laughs> like, duck, get the fuck out of the way. He's in the hills. <laughs> uh, she walks up to the boy and thanks him for the horse, but she'd rather go sailing. So she thanks him for the... So he gave her a horse, but then still had her walk six miles of sand dunes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at least she's still grateful, but I that when she said that line, I thought, why didn't you keep riding the horse up to him? You still got to work a little. I mean, <laughs> you can't just waltz into somebody's brain and, you know... Um. They both notice a little toy boat in the sand, so she reiterates that she wants to go sailing. Uh, but the boy says that Mucky Luck won't let him go. And then this little kid turns into like a weird CGI creature for a few frames. It uh, it it's the most dated thing. It's the worst looking thing in the movie, mm-hmm. and it's such a bummer that it's one of the first things that you see. I bet in 2000, though, you would have been like, oh, (laughs) holy shit. No, we had Demons in 1986, Demons 2, and Demons 1 in 1985. What was this kid's problem? Was he just scared of the fucking boogeyman? Like, what? Well, he's a a schizophrenic and basically a mental lockdown, like a physical mental lockdown. So, Yeah, I think he's... Yeah, Lord knows what was going on inside of his head. Well, I think all these people are like in a vegetative state, right? Said comas, I thought, right? Yeah, yeah. 
basically yeah basically the so schizophrenic that the part of one part of their brain shut them down Mm -hmm. so lord knows what i mean if this kid's just in his head 24 7 you know you can only imagine what what he's thinking uh so j-lo wakes herself up with a special little diamond that's been placed in her hand and we now see j-lo suspended from the ceiling in what looks like a muscle suit the muscle suits are weird, but they are a cool visual element. They they look so much like the suit of armor from the beginning of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like I didn't mm-hmm. look to see is it the same lady? It's the same lady. Okay. Cuz that thing used those creeped me out. I think I talked I mean, about like this an episode ago. Pads. The Bram Stoker's Dracula, like the first opening sequence of that. And that's what he wears. So if it's the same lady, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, when was that movie? Before this 92? Yeah. She, she so. used some of the costumes actually left over from okay. Bram Stroker's. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you think by 2000, she was just kind of burned out on this whole thing? <laughs> she was just like, well. Just phoned it in. Another one go, of these guys. Let me go look in the storage unit and see what I got laying around. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're artsy, huh? Okay. How's let me see what I got. Uh, they talk about this kid whose brain they were just in. They keep calling him Mr. E, and his parents have shown up. Uh, basically, the dad wants to take him out of this pseudoscience bullshit. He doesn't think that anything they're doing is actually helping at all. Uh, at this point, we cut over to an old truck. Some guy gets out. He's got a dog with him. He basically goes into a bunker, and there's a like a drowned woman behind glass. She twitches, and I'm, I think at this point he jizzes in his pants. Yeah, Can we I think, say I think that he's that... trying not to, right? Well, he like, I mean, he runs over real fast and is like grabbing his crotch. Oh uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think he's trying to like keep it in. Why would you want to keep that in? You gotta let that out. Because he hasn't washed her yet, dude. There's a whole yeah. routine. He hasn't bleached her yet. Can we say that um, a serial killer is a four truck man? I mean, I mean, when you need reliability to get your victims from point A to point B, you know, we want to be driving some fucking GMC piece of shit. It's gonna break mm-hmm. down when you're driving. Uh, mean rugged roads of Bakersfield, California with your victims. What do you want to trust? I guarantee, I guarantee you the prop truck they used on this film is still running today. Yeah. No, it's not. It totally is, dude. Mm-hmm. Update us on the rewind show, Kyle. The, uh, yeah, I mean, Dahmer, not Dahmer, but, uh, Ted Bundy drove around in a VW and he got caught. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he was a gorgeous man. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He looked like, uh, shit, what's that actor's name that just played him? Zac Efron. Zac Efron. Hey, Dan, way to stick up for the little guy. Thanks, man. (laughs) You're usually on here ripping apart low-income renters or or unions. unions. Yeah. Way to stand up for Bundy. Very pro-union, guys. But Bundy... But everybody else, fuck y'all. 
You've come to his defense. Yeah, you know, you guys, he's got a bad rap for years, okay? I th- one of the, I think one of the most heterosexual things a guy can do is to say another guy's good looking. I think if you were at a party and Zac Efron showed up, there's a little, at that, there's a little Lincoln Park playing softly in the background. We'll get there. And he stayed there for an extended amount of time, and you drank enough alcohol, you'd be like, "That's a good-looking guy right there." I might, I'm trying to go home with him. You and guys wouldn't you, go home with Zach Efron. And then you dump no. the remaining half of your first beer in a potted plant and make your move. Kyle, in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> I, I can't so be getting hard. drunk at this party because I got a dead body in the back of my truck, and I got to get home. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Zach Efron seems like a guy that's like, all right, I'll help you out, man. In, no way. So he's it, so high maintenance. No, I don't uh, think he's that high maintenance. Dude, F, yeah. I thought we were still on Dan's scenario, and Zach Efron's way of helping you out was, I don't know, making out with you in the corner. I don't think oh, he's I, that I type of guy. A, I thought he was saying Dan, like, or Zach Efron would help you dispose of the body. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Just making yeah. sure. Now that Zach, Zach might do. Efron might Efron. help you get rid of a body. He's well, not going to make out with you. Well, uh, why do you even care how handsome this guy is if you're just trying to get him to help you hide a body? You act like you've never seen Zach Efron before. You just get the biggest guy at the party to carry him for Listen, you. I tried to ask you, who, what is the hottest dog? And if Zach Efron is good looking, and you just refuse to answer these questions. The hottest dog, that's a... It's an unanswerable question because the hottest dog is the hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've gotten away from my point, though, which is why do you care if the prettiest man at the dance will help you hide a body or not? Because the cops aren't going to believe that that guy helped you move a body. Listen, if you get caught... They're going to be all confused. This guy's too good-looking to be disposing of bodies. If you get, Yeah, if you get Throwing caught off. dumping a body with Zac Efron and the cops show up, you're most likely to get off. I yeah. mean, you're going to get off because you're... Because he's getting those do. cops off. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, shit. Like, dude, I love you in that Rogan movie. Yeah, they're going to be running back to their... Patrol cars trying to squeeze their dick so they're not coming like Carl. No, they're going to be wanting to like take selfies and shit. All right, man. Can't be coming in my cop pants. My wife's not going to believe what I did tonight. Oh, you killed another unarmed black teen? No, look at these selfies with Zach Zephron. The thin so blue cut- line, gentlemen. <laughs> we cut back to J-Lo. <laughs> She's been given six more months uh, to figure out what's going on with Mr. E. Uh, she goes into a bunch of detail about how she wants to reverse the feed and bring him into her mind. Too dangerous. Uh, we get back over to the killer. He loads this lady up in his super reliable truck. And No, folks, it's not a Toyota. It's a Ford. That's why I described it as super reliable. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're back over at J-Lo. She's in her apartment. She's totally blazing a J in this scene. Looking fine as hell. Yeah, one of the only parts I, I paused. <laughs> her 
are looking for something to eat. Uh, she does find a little, she's like sitting in front of her computer. She's got a cork board in front of her and thumbtack to it is a article that says billionaire son found in coma on seal beach. Ah, and guys, I didn't know. listen, I feel bad for this kid, but if you can't outrun a seal, <laughs> you're pretty weak. <laughs> You've already got other problems going on in your life. If you can't get away from a seal. Are you taking that headline as a seal attacked him and knocked him out? Well, he turns into a seal, though. He turns, he's got like flippers and shit. Oh, that's right. Kron, I don't think you could beat a seal in a race. I think I could beat a seal in a race, dude. There's no way that, I think Uh, maybe the seal beach thing is a connection, but there's no way. Flippers in the boat, remember? Mm-hmm. But there's but there's no way that you write this as like oh this kid, this child was knocked out by a seal well, and not you... inc- not include that. It's too no, good. He, it's too good, it. dude. He was overrun by seals on no, a but beach. I'm, yeah, but I'm saying later on when she's talking to Vince Vaughn, she should have been like this poor kid. He was beaten to death by. I never put that together. Or Crying, you really watched this movie? Oh yeah, about three times. I was too busy looking at her so Mm -hmm. you missed all the obvious references to a attack by seal can i ask an obvious question can j-lo act she's okay i believe she is one of those people that she can convey the emotion but the voice is a problem see i kind of flipped that i thought her voice was well done in this film like quiet and you know what i mean yeah there's parts of it where i feel like she she's trying to be soft but it just doesn't come off that way i feel like in her eyes and and everything i think she can convey it um who's another who's another person like uh christian bale sometimes i think you know every third or fourth movie where you're like you can still kind of tell like he can't get the voice right, you know. Everything else is like perfect, um, like harsh times. If you remember harsh times, like his mannerisms and everything, like he fucking nails it. But he cannot get the East LA voice down. Um, I think I would agree about J Lo because there are parts of this film where I. Like even when she's talking to Vince Vaughn, it almost seems like she's talking to a like a eight year old at a birthday party. <laughs> it's always like that kind of delivery where it's like artificially sweet or something. But also at the same time, does that is dialogue a portion of that? Because if you Probably, if you want to talk yeah. about that, I feel like Vince Vaughn, every line out of his mouth is the stereotypical. I don't want anybody dragging their ass on this. Give me the coroner's report. Give me this. Like mm-hmm. up until the last part of the movie, he is just repeating same old, same old. The dialogue's about as dry as that opening desert scene. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. I, All right. Oh, this. Go ahead. But t- sorry, just on the JLo performance. This I think is one of her stronger performances, though. I mean. It's no Geely, but 
Never seen it. I said I did see gobble, Angel gobble. Eyes. What was that one where she beats the shit out of the guy? Enough. Enough. I never watched it though. Made in Manhattan's pretty cute. I never did anybody watch Hustlers where out she's a sight. stripper? Yeah, that was the one where she was supposed to win an Oscar, right? Yeah, Everybody they thought like her, they wanted her nominated and shit. Yeah. You know right. who's you know who's fucking good? Hold on. Kron, can you name another J Lo movie? Uh yeah, what's the one that she did with uh Kevin Smith and didn't she do one with Affleck? Yes, she did. What's the name of it? It's where most of our downloads come from. Apple streaming? <laughs> no. Yo, it's also dude. where, it's Yo, also dude. where Brain Scan was filmed and the first Friday the 13th. Oh, Jersey Girl. There you go. I got there, dude. Well, let me make note of this for the next review show. No, I already have a game for the next review show. Oh, we're going to have lots of games for the next review show. We know Kron's is just going to be vindictive. Mine was in fun. Mine's fun. Okay. For me. Yeah. I'm going to ace it. We'll see. I've already started working out the details. You can't give us that quiz until you watch Meet Joe Black. Okay, I'll watch Meet Joe Black before the next That's three and a half review hours, show. So. It's like two oh, guys, cells. I've been meaning to bring up in the last few podcasts, but have we all watched uh, Train Arriving at Station? Oh, yeah. I just can't find the time. Um, <laughs> come on, dude. We need to do a special <laughs> mid-episode review on it. And you're okay. holding the I... whole thing up watched the suicide squad and didn't put up my review and then i log on to letterboxd and then bones is up there and i was like all right we weren't covering it for the show so i thought it was a maybe well sounds like it's a definite no at this point yeah i'll watch it again movie's good as hell i already know your score that's who I was going to say. I was like, you know who's fucking good? Fucking Idris Elba, man. Fucking Idris Elba needs to be in everything. Uh, Kron, that movie is right damn. up your alley, dude. <laughs> you got to right. watch Suicide Squad. Yeah. Of any comic book movie, it's Kron's. It's up your alley, dude. What is it, like three and a half hours? <laughs> no, no. Just, just the it heroes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it. What's it on, HBO? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll watch it. Sorry, Karan. I think three times you've interrupted. Let's keep going. All right, so we are at J-Lo. She's reading about this seal attack that mutilated this kid. Uh, the killer guy gives this dead girl a milk bath. and then Wait, he... wait. The, later in the movie, they even talk about that uh, water, like being in water can create it, like the sensation of, because like, with Carl, his baptism or whatever mm-hmm. might have been what like fucked him up. So it could have just been that the kid was swimming, and that's what the problem was. Or he's Look, in the water when the seals beat the shit out of him. I don't know. Listen, if if just being dipped into water is enough to do it, then getting 
the shit kicked out of you by a team of seals is definitely enough. <laughs> I don't know why uh, I'm arguing with your theory. It's a great theory. Carl uh, pulls this girl out of this milk bath and then lays her out on a table, hooks himself up to the... He's got a bunch of rings in his back, so he suspends himself. 14. And then he uh, just jerks off. Did you guys think that he was those chains were bringing him up a little too fast? Maybe that's the way he likes it. I don't know, but it felt like it was a little too much stretch on that initial sort of jerk up. Like, I feel like you'd want to ease into it, but... Man, that was fucking brutal. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that skin's it's like two and a half inches. Yeah. Karan, did you go from six to midnight when you seen this? Did I? Yeah. Yeah. You sexual deviant, you. No. I thought it was disgusting. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. This is this movie didn't have half the fun of Strangeland. Oh no. This was There's, like. This was like the sad, serious version of Strangely. Dude, Captain Howdy would have had a fucking blast in mm-hmm. this dude's mind. He'd be like, oh shit, you got that stuff? Well, I think even Captain Howdy would have been like, find a little humor in it, dude. I mean... A little dark in here, yeah. You can have some fun as well. Well, yeah, Howdy, he keeps his victims alive for a little bit. Like, he mm-hmm. gets to have some conversation. Mm-hmm. Poor I mean, Carl doesn't. How much fucking Dorofino doesn't this? say shit for like an hour and a half. You got to kill him. You got to. First, you got to get him. Then you got to drown him. Then you got to wash him. Then you got to hang yourself. Just, all the jerk off. God damn. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, that he, proves how shitty men are. How how fucking shitty are men? That that's the process that he's gonna go through to just jerk off. He had to put a VC or he had to put a VHS into a VCR. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, women. Nobody does that shit anymore. We are that, fucking terrible men. That's why you don't start pushing your boundaries, guys. Because <laughs> then you end up. This is the only way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Dan's right. This is not a good thing to do, people. Yeah. If you're out there stalking women. Drowning them, washing them, jerking off over them. Just stop. Okay? Yeah. Just. If your husband ever brings a fucking hook into the bedroom, <laughs> divorce. Listen, the five day rentals hosts don't agree on a lot, but well, we're in solidarity here, guys. <laughs> this is the kind of shit you don't do. <laughs> unless you're doing a Peter Pan cosplay. Then you want to bring a hook in there, dress your lady up like a crocodile. Mm-hmm. No, that's illegal because he was a boy that never grew up. <laughs> I at, at no point said either of you are being Peter Pan. I said it's Peter Pan cosplay. <laughs> that's the it's the umbrella way of saying one's Captain Hook and one's the Croc. How many? Captain, Hook, Captain Hooks comes in and says, "I got something else you can chew on." You know what I mean? How many porn producers are like, all right, um, we're going to do Peter Pan next. They're like, no, nah, dude, Stop. that's not, no, that's yeah. not going to work, bro. <laughs> I am sure it exists somewhere. Yeah. 
I got a Snow White one. Not that I know. Hmm. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> We're not going to give Quran any more category ideas, okay? Dan, I was Seven trying to put... midget bukkake. Dan, I was trying to put another review into this episode, so why don't you go ahead and review uh, Snow White XXX or whatever you watched? Um, there's like five. Uh, which one do you want? The German one. Uh, oh, wow. I, I, I thought you meant... Way too much information here. I thought you meant five in a series, not anyway, five independently um, made features. Classic Kron here, a guy hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Hank. Uh, where are we at? Oh, Asax Schrader? Yeah. Yeah, so we cut over to some cops. They found the killer's victim. Uh, one of them is Vince Vaughn, and one of them is Hank from Breaking Bad. So is this a case he's working whilst in Breaking Bad? No, because he's DEA in Breaking Bad. Yeah. He, he wouldn't Fine. be at a... He probably got promoted from the events of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like his prequel. What if he was like, guys, I gotta I gotta get home. Like, My wife keeps stealing shit. My brother-in-law mm-hmm. got some bad news today. Like, oh, that would have been that would have been great if they just snuck that into the very end of this. <laughs> uh oh, also at this point, J Lo does have the weird stoner dream of the boy with flippers. So there you go, bones. Dude, what she's watching is fucking the most terrifying thing in the movie. It's Fantastic what? Planet. Yeah, man. Fantastic yeah, Planet. I've never seen it. I was like, oh, this is fucking terrifying. It's like a weird French cartoon, I think. That was a movie. Wa- a cartoon movie. Was a cartoon. Like Pinocchio, Dan. A, car- a cartoon can be a movie. Never heard of it. Have you guys ever seen that um, fucked up uh, Mark Twain claymation movie? Oh, I've seen clips like, of that where he's like in hell. Yeah, and they like meet Satan and shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. I might look this up and send you a clip, man. It's creepy. It's creepy as hell. Uh, so oh, so also with Vince Vaughn and Hank, there is like a weird Panama cop who's got like a big brimmed hat and like a white suit on. Dude, you mean the coach from Major League? <laughs> I just loved how he, he was dressed like no one else in this movie. Comfy He's also hell, like man. a fucking scientist. Yeah. I imagine he showed up to set, though, and they were like, let's get you in a wardrobe. And he was like, nah, I'm already ready. Yeah. He I'm solves just the goddamn this. case. Oh, yeah. Uh, we cut over to a couple on a beach... Oh, on a bench. Sorry, I couldn't read my own handwriting there. I was about to say, what, what the fuck version did you watch? I didn't uh, see that. He got and, excited. He thought maybe we'd see some seals. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got, really, scene. I got super worried, dude. I was like, you know, this couple's going to end up like that kid. They're going to be too busy making out. <laughs> seals going <laughs> to lumber <laughs> over <laughs> to him. 
Loose sails coming. <laughs> Fucking bouncing balls and shit. Uh, but this couple is on a bench, and the killer is picking out his next victim. Uh, Panama cop meets with the detectives. They found a dog hair on the victim. And he's able to tell that it came from a dog that is albino. Does it stress you out when people in movies sit down at a restaurant and then don't finish their meal? I've just come to the conclusion that we don't get to see the rest of that. We don't need to see yeah. him finish. Because, he, yeah, he just, like, sits down, finds the dog hair thing, and then takes the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you're there. Order some eggs, man. Like, My thought is always, like... Fuel up. Should we be asking waitresses more questions from the shit that they see throughout the day? Because they see like, some shit, man. Like, You mean, like, hey, did any uh, detectives come in here and talk about they, a case? <laughs> how many, like, fucking ripped up bodies did you see today, uh, Nancy? She'd be like, ah, fucking detectives. And they, did, they, they're the worst tippers. Did anybody, did some guys in suits come in and show you a picture of me? She's like, it happens multiple times. Is like, anybody ah. asking about me, Nancy? <laughs> God damn it. Those are the real people we need to talk to. And then they'll take you to your big rig and be sad whenever they have they a give present you a, bikini a on. Birthday sex. Mm-hmm. The saddest right. birthday gift ever. I got you something. Here. You can have all of this. Uh, listeners, that's a reference to the episode number one of Convoy, which you will never hear. <laughs> Directed by Sam Peckinpah. Sam Packer. Sam Packer Paul. Uh, all right, so this new lady victim, she starts backing out of her parking space. She thinks she ran over a dog, and then she Dude, gets Dude, I thought she ran over the dog, and I got... At this point of the movie, uh, I know Vincent Droff knows a serial killer, but when I was presented with the idea that he might have murdered a dog to get a victim, then I was mad. <laughs> I thought this was a pretty good, uh, pretty good trick right here. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, that's like a weird. How do you even train a dog to? Like, I'll start backing up at you. You whimper when I get close. Yeah. (laughs) Feel like you just gotta hit the dog a few times with the car. You put a brick behind the tire. Yeah, but Kron's right. Like, how do you get the dog to? Yeah, magically. You, like the dog right doesn't. The dog the doesn't brick. get to pick its owner, guys. Like, you know. No. Which is, yeah, it's super sad. He gets the happiest ending of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, this lady she gets kidnapped. Uh, we cut over to a weird scene here where Vince Vaughn is like in a back room of the police building, but he right. has an electric toothbrush, but he's still just brushing away with it. Yeah, that's how you use an electric toothbrush. Now, isn't the whole idea to let the toothbrush do its own, like you just kind of slowly move it? No, you still use it like a regular, yeah. Nah, that can't be right. Guys, do you not brush your teeth for two full minutes? Because with Quip, Quip will tell you whenever you are brushing your teeth for two full minutes with the vibrations. And they also sell floss and toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Quip, for supporting the Five Day Riddles podcast. 
Dan, you know what I love about Quip? They make a what? handy little clip that actually hangs the toothbrush on your right on my mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's it's a travel case as well. You can just pull that off and bloop right there. Guys, now, don't, don't I don't have fooled. a child, but Kyle or, uh, or Kyle doesn't have a kid, but Dan, <laughs> you also have a child. Does has it made brushing your child's teeth fun? Yep. She has a purple one and I say you do not stop until the toothbrush stops. Hey guys, don't be fooled no cavities. By, by those quip clips because they're not strong enough to suspend your body from the ceiling. We're sorry, Quip. We didn't. And, we're, and that we're could have been your bit. ad seamlessly integrated <laughs> into this show, advertisers. I'm going to go back and say, where the fuck was Hulk Hogan to save this bitch when she was getting abducted in this goddamn parking garage? Uh, well, Hogan would show up at Hell in the Cell. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right. He, he should have showed up with a motorcycle. Not going to get her today, Carl. Brother. Wait. You know what I, I found interesting about this was this is the first time that I can recall in a movie where a woman enters the garage and is like immediately cautious. She's prepared. Like takes a look kind around, of. grabs the mate. Like it It almost made it sadder when she did still get abducted, but. Because mm-hmm. we know, guys, we are not designing parking garages female friendly. What is a female-friendly parking garage? More lights, maybe. Uh, Starbucks in there. Less kidnappers. <laughs> no. We're okay. That. So, num- yeah, I think number one, a sign that says no kidnapping. I mean, not none, but less. Not so five so on sign- each level? So a sign-up sheet or something? How do you... <laughs> yeah. You, you sign up for a two-hour block... It's like a fight club. Hi, I was wondering if you had uh, um, any any kidnapping openings for the 22nd. I was going to say it was like fight club whenever they go through the what things they want to go to. It's like, no, dude, I got the one on East Locust this week. Get the fuck out of here, Eric. Dale, please, you got to switch times with me, dude. Come on, dude. I love fucking like Black Friday sales, dude. Like, it's, my, it's my nephew's birthday. I can't be there at seven. Nah, dude, that's prime fucking my time. It doesn't matter that it falls on Black Friday, Scott. I got it. I hate wasting coffee when I trip these bitches up, man. Like, I get foam all over my shit. You know how much parking costs for me to do this, okay? They do not comp. They do not comp my parking. You know how many dogs I've had run over? What does it look like, Scott, when I walk into Macy's and ask them to stamp my ticket? Serial killer, stamp my parking ticket. Can't do that. Can't do that. Uh, so Vince Va- Vaughn starts talking to some other cops. He basically believes that this guy wants to get caught. Uh, let's see. Vince Vaughn and another cop meet with the victim's family. Uh, oh, I thought this was weird because the cop outside, he has like a full cup of coffee and then he just dumps it out. I wrote that down as well. What's with these cops in these movies? They're throwing out full trays of food out of their car, dumping coffee on the ground. 
wasteful assholes. Yeah. You know who you know who wasn't wasteful though? Was uh the cops in Amsterdam because they took adequate meal breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, they went to the cafeteria and had a nice break. Guys, I'm starting to think that Amsterdam's our number one movie. <laughs> we never saw them finish a meal though, so Well, that's true. And he did drink on the job. Mm-hmm. If we made a movie where our characters finish their meals, they'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" It would be it, it would be a fucking mind blowing cinema if you did a all one shot of like a whole meal of like somebody at a diner, like fifteen minutes having a conversation, eating. It would be awesome. Bill, why the I, fuck didn't you cut this? I think it'd be cooler if you keep all the beats of a traditional movie. But when they're at the diner, like, you know, one cop's like, they're calling us on the radio. You better finish that up quick. And then it's just like two minutes of them, like, shoveling food into their mouth. That's why you always go to, like, Giro or Taco Bell. Oh, shit, we got to go. All right. You know? Man, I love going down and eating at Giro. (laughs) That's my favorite restaurant. Do you, the, uh, you guys have a Giro restaurant? There is a place right up the street from me, and the only sign out front just says Giro. So I guess there is just a Giro place. You're welcome. Man, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Maniac Cop, the cop gets in, right? And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. we got the call. So he just throws all the shit out. He throws all their food out of the yeah. car. <laughs> Which Amsterdam, I'd be pissed. Amsterdam also has like the the uh, uh, the doctor who does the autopsy go into like the breakdown of what all of the victims had eaten. And their class. Yeah. There was something else that we did that had interesting food. Well, there's that scene in Nothing But Trouble where they drink Hawaiian Punch, and that's uh, f- the funniest fucking shit ever. You guys, funny. I cracked myself up when I got on Amazon the other day to send you guys Hawaiian Punch, but it was way too expensive. Is Good. that where is that where you found all those Hawaiian Punch reviews? Yeah, <laughs> I started looking up the the punch reviews. On there. Did I, you did you watch the second one when the lady was like, "If you would have cut me open when I was." 20 it would have just been hawaiian punch not blood i was like oh my god was that the one where she's sitting next to her husband yeah Mm -hmm. in front of all the board games Mm -hmm. yep and i thought wow this is a couple i would not want to be friends with well there is a part in that one too where i do think multiple times the lady is like he's trying to poison me and then at the end of the video he's like you said that three times already (laughs) <laughs> yeah she got sort of upset with him because he didn't take a sip of the water first before he put it in there dump the packets in yeah oh you're not gonna take any out no it's fine they oh, have okay. a they have a whole page probably get more downloads than us fuck i I fucking love it I love whenever I'm gonna buy something and I watch like a shitty YouTube review of it. Because it's more real to me than a really highly produced one, you know? Like mm-hmm. some dude, some backwoods dude telling me about a weed eater, you know? 
Sure. They, they have no tripod. You're seeing this <laughs> shitty first person. It's just Clarice. I, I, yeah. It's, Pick this up. It's one ninety nine at Home Depot. You can probably get it for one seventy nine the coupon or something. Um, it is four stroke, which I like because I don't have to mix oil. And then they fucking drop something and shake, and it's anyway. I'm gonna start this up for you, so I'm gonna cut around a little bit. I'll come back in here and tell you how I like it. Then you get the edit that goes back into it. it's like, oh shit, it messed up. Uh, yeah. So I'll just show you this. Yeah, and they went yeah. from horizontal to vertical. Yeah. <laughs> He's got another shirt on. <laughs> so anyway, I've been using this for about five minutes. It's pretty great. Um, you can already see how much how much of the land I've cleared off. Yeah. And they show it. It's like a yeah. fucking trailer, and it's six foot. It's like high grass that they just cut into. Really yeah. got my fence line really good. Check it out. I don't know, maybe I'll invest in like a higher quality wire or string or something, but um, I'm going to give this a 4.72 out of 5. I'm going to stain the fence. That'll be another video next week. I'm going to show you that. Uh, So these cops, they think they found the guy. Uh, The guy they've tracked down has an albino dog and drives a Ford pickup, so things are looking pretty likely. This is Kron's life right here. I don't have a dog. I can't believe they went after this guy. If they were like, he's got a dog and a Ford truck, like, mm-hmm. he's American. Leave him alone. Like, <laughs> Fucking libtards. Uh, the FBI guys roll into this house and find the killer passed out on the floor. Yeah, he has like a seizure. Yeah, I guess I bath or something. I I remember watching that, but I guess I skipped it. Yeah, he's like in the bathtub. He gets up, starts remembering his baptism, and then passes Mm -hmm. out on the ground. Yeah, he starts opening up cupboards and stuff, trying to find aspirin. Yep, because he just chews through the shit. Uh, The cops go downstairs. They find a bunch of bleach and some weird dolls and preserved birds. And there's also a video of a drowning woman. Uh, We cut over to the new victim. She's stuck in this watertight cell. Uh, The cops find out that this guy has, I think it's Wayland's schizophrenia is what they call it. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing where some part of your mind takes over. You basically go into a coma and you're pretty much not going to come out of it. This doctor is one of my favorite like character actors. He's got those crazy eyes that like shoot side to side. I don't know if he's got some sort of medical old, condition or not. Old shaky eyed doctor. Wayland's. Yeah. yeah. I think he had a uh concussion but from fighting a seal or something. Could be. Uh Pruitt Taylor Vince is the guy's name. Um He's on Deadwood. He's on a season of Deadwood. And it's pretty good. Also in uh, Constantine. He plays like a father, like a priest in Constantine. Finger looking good. These cops are basically asking this guy, like, is there anything at all that can be done? He's like, no, there's nothing. And then he kind of ends it with like, well, actually, there might be one. Mm -hmm. So... We cut over to these cops. They're wheeling Carl into 
JLo's, I don't know, brain research facility. Uh, Vince Vaughn co- convinces JLo to, you know, mind meld with this serial killer. That's the only way they're going to find the current victim. Uh, and at this point, we go into the killer's mind. He's, we get the little scene again of him being baptized. Uh, and this is the part where we see little Carl. Uh, J-Lo runs in. There's like a horse in the center of the room. This is the entire thing that I remember from this movie. Uh, a clock starts running down. Little Carl runs over and pushes J-Lo out of the way. And we see a bunch of giant glass blades like come down and dissect this horse into like 15 pieces. Still looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's J-Lo. a great, like, what the fuck am I getting into? Mm-hmm. It was disturbing in 2000 when I saw it, and it's still pretty weird. As she gets, like, close to it, you can still see, like, the little organs and shit moving around in there. Yeah, the heart's kind of still pumping. and. Mm-hmm. I am grateful that they didn't show you the face of the horse. Right. Like I, on my second viewing, I was like, do they show you the face or the eyes or anything? Cause that would have been, I think awful to see. Mm-hmm. I don't like horses anyway, but that's another conversation. They're kind of fucking <laughs> useless. I don't you understand could, them. I don't, I don't think the fuck do we use horses. They have a for. use. They have a use. No, but we should just I, eat them. Well, I think we should eat them for sure. People that are like, oh, I shouldn't, you shouldn't eat horses. Why? Why not? The dude I work with has like three, and I'm like, why? What do you do with them? You feed them, you complain that you have to feed them every morning and you're up at 5 a.m. Like, that sounds fucking terrible. Just get a motorcycle, a jet ski, and a four wheeler. Yeah. I mean, rather than wake up and feed them, you could be staying up all night drinking, eating horse burgers. It's called, man, it's been raining for six days. The fucking stable is just mud. I'm like, do you want me to shoot them? Like, I could, you could end this misery, bro. What are you doing? What do you ride them? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why a fucking horse? I mean, I feel like three dead horses is a problem all in its own, though. He's got a pond. Yeah, that's a lot of Done. shit to. <laughs> you can't just. Well, I guess you could. Shouldn't be throwing carcasses in a pond, dude. I mean, here on the Five Day Reynolds podcast, we're not anti-horse, but we're almost there. How are you even going to get the horse into deep enough water? You can't just drag it in there. Well, you one you horse dies, you use, you use another horse <laughs> to pull that horse into the mm-hmm. pond. That's called horse power. Yeah. So, and then the last horse after it pulls the second horse into the pond once it's in the pond you shoot it real quick so it dies in the say, pond you, you wait for a really hot day like today when they're swimming in the pond and you just go out there and yeah that was on like a logic exam i once it was like you you have three horses and they all must be buried in a pond oh, is that when How you tried you... to join the navy yeah yeah okay well because i couldn't join the cavalry, obviously <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you failed the Calvary question. <laughs> you know, no. Uh, J-Lo sees a bunch of opaque glass walls as she's continuing through Carl's mind. There are a bunch of gears and levers that start turning at this point. Well, hmm. she pulls, she starts pulling some shit too. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, maybe not. And then she ends up on Bone Stripper. Yep. Uh, guys, I was going to say one of these glass doors opens up and there's a, just a big bodybuilding muscular woman that comes out and i yeah. know that I, I know that demi moore wasn't doing it for you so was this chick moving the needle at all for you guys i just thought it was funny that she had her toenails painted it's like okay maybe you didn't really think this was a woman but look her toenails are painted so it is a woman ah uh, and the no nipples topless? thing was the no nipples thing was weird but she has no nipples the um I think still though the breast clued me into that she was a woman more than the toes did. Saying mm. saying that Demi Moore or Dummy Moore, I think I think I was actually wrong in my pronunciation. I looked it up. Dummy Moore? Dummy Moore. <laughs> uh to say that she wasn't doing it for us, I think is a little bit of a stretch. I think what that we is... were just trying to say was like the hair and some of the shots just didn't work. Yeah, you guys yeah. didn't like the way she looked or when she opened her mouth and spoke. So That's, that's not true, Kron. Just I think I heard you loud and clear. I specifically uh, keep trying to schedule my parking garage visits whenever <laughs> I know she's going to be there, dude. I don't like that Jimmy Moore knows about cars. Yes. <laughs> Is that going to be the quiz? Kron, can you name another Demi Moore movie? Yeah, striptease. Okay, give me another one. No, dude, you always do this. <laughs> I give you one. You're never satisfied with it. Yeah. Keep to be keep fair, poking. Dan. You need to start saying like, "Can you name two? Give me three Demi Moore movies. No, dude, please. I already answered the one. I'm asking again. Three more. No, I'm good. Anyway, uh, two more. Big muscular lady comes out. Uh, she. Is Bean banging around? Hey, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got a little uh, rat, rattle ball back there. Yeah. Uh, so this muscular lady takes J-Lo, and we see Carl. He's got a giant cape on. He sees J-Lo and basically yells out, Where do you come from? And then J-Lo grabs her little hand diamond and exits the dream or the mind. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm going to stop this cat. We'll take a pee break now. (laughs) All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Sorry. Well, trying to well, open this silently. Welcome to Joss's back, you guys. Joss? Josh? All right. So we're back in this movie. Um, we get a scene where some water starts coming into this lady's cell. 
and it's only a little bit at first and then it just cuts off. So not only is Carl a murderer, he's also an asshole. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that come with serial killer status though? You could just kill him though. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to be a dick about the whole process. I mean, say what you will, but those seals didn't didn't flapper that kid a couple times and then walk away just to come back and knock the hell out of him again. Do you really think that's a deleted scene we didn't get to see? I wish that I still had the rental because I would go pause it on that article and see if I could read it. Well, the, the original name of the movie was called The Seal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Vince Vaughn tells J-Lo that he used to work for the DA. This is a, like after she's come out of the mind. Um, he kind of gives this whole backstory about working for the DA. He had a trial that went south. Some guy got off on like a technicality, and now he's deciding that he's going to catch bad guys. Uh this is also kind of like J-Lo has said that, you know, she doesn't want to go into Carl's mind anymore, but this little Vince Vaughn backstory convinces her to do it. Uh, she thinks they're... Uh, so she decides to go back in. Whenever she goes in the second time, there's some kind of like fake-out thing that they do where she thinks that she's under, and she... But they're like, oh, the circuits are all messed up. She sees herself going under or whatever in the yep. room. It's where we get little little tiny J-Lo. Yeah. She kind of like shrink. walks over to the corner and gets smaller and smaller. I think it's kind of effective because as it's following her and tracking into that and her, her scale starts to go down, it you actually do sort of feel that. Right. It's like, you know, Willy Wonka when he's walking up into that shrinking hallway. Mm-hmm. It's like the inverse of that. Right. Uh, so after she kind of shrinks in size, she snaps too, and she's stuck inside of a glass box inside Carl's mind. And she kind of gets the top open. It looks like she flies out like upwards into the air, which I thought that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Is this the titular cell? Or is the cell what the victims are in? I thought the cell was the glass box, but I guess there are a bunch of cells throughout this movie, maybe. Yeah. And certainly all the actors are made up of cells and atoms, so Mm -hmm. if you look at it that way, the movie's chock full of them. The vaccine does not enter any of our DNA cells, so there's nothing to worry about anti-vaxxers. Get the vaccine. Wow, two promos in one episode. Uh, <clears throat> we see a little Carl. He's doing the dishes. Um, J-Lo gives him the little mirror that he can shine if he needs her. Sniper. Carl's dad comes in. Oh, J-Lo knocks a plate onto the ground when she's trying to reach over for it. Carl's dad 
Yeah. Carl's dad comes in and just starts yelling at him for breaking a plate. <laughs> Carl's dad's a real asshole. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's also a weird scene here where it shows them in the living room and Carl's dad is like making him look at a lady's vagina. Do you yeah, guys see yeah. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's continue. There's stuff like this, though, where it's kind of like, why do you, you are the darkest man of the three of us? I, I just remembered the horse thing. That olive skin. <laughs> Beautiful tan body. You're Italian. But there are scenes in this film that seem like just mean to the audience. These scenes of where he's being abused, young Carl, are dark. But it kind of seems almost like a little too, like, over the top. You know, like, after he beats him, he gets the fucking, what do you call that, iron. It's like, Mm -hmm. did we really need that? Like, that's a little too much. Yeah, so the, the dad beats Carl for playing with dolls, then he burns him with an iron. Well, it's it's to keep her in it for him. Yeah, but... It, it's to really... It's kind of add to why she's so connected to the little boy version. You know, instead of just trying to go in there and... I get it. It it does sort of it starts to cross that threshold of like oh now you're starting to feel sorry for the guy, mm. you know. What if she, what if she got in there and like it was just super happy childhood and it's when Carl got fucked up in his teenage years, you know. You wouldn't want J Lo and some teen though. Be too suggestive. Like that movie enough. Yeah. Lord knows I couldn't have J-Lo coming into my mind. I couldn't take it. Jennifer Lopez. She was in my mind when I was a teen. My poor little fragile mind. When I was a tough teen. Yeah. I've been very open about the Cuban lady on my wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's dating Ben Affleck I'll put a Puerto Rican up there, too. Yeah, they both... They went their separate ways and they came back. That happened. Sometimes people break up and then they come back together. Never heard that story of my life. Yeah. Oh, you've never heard of a couple being together, breaking up, and then coming back years later and nope, shits. Yep. T- no, would never do that. Yeah, you would. You would never. Never. Hi, Rachel. Again. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Guys, I've been divorced for the last six months. I just built this to look exactly like the room in my house. It's not really. It's a, oh, it's that, a fake wall. This is like your whole house now? Yeah, I'm really yeah. camping outside. Like, oh. I thought I thought that was a fake wall because I thought for sure I could punch my way through it. Uh, mm-hmm. You can punch your way through any wall in any house, guys. Mm-hmm. Just watch this training video. Except for those old lead-lined walls. <laughs> My one weakness. If you're in a house from 1965 and older, no, don't think about this video. You can still do it. You'll just have to punch harder. 
Make sure to watch Volume 2, Bones' Advanced Techniques. You're thinking two-dimensionally. Now we're going to go up. Uh, where are we in this thing? <laughs> you do kind of get lost in the dreams. You know, you do sort of... Uh, so after we see all of child Carl's beatings, we now see adult Carl talking about his very first kill. So he's kind of setting over a bathtub. We can see all the rings in his back. 14. <laughs> Which is, so it's the first time Dorofno is really talking. If mm-hmm. you don't count the where you come from line. This, I think, is the best scene of the movie. Maybe because he's the best actor by fucking miles. I thought it was one of the best shot scenes in the movie. I was going to say, yeah, he does the best here, but then I started like looking at the other ones and I was like, "Hmm, what is, should we really say that? I I think he's just doing his job. Oh, you don't think he's great? He is good. He's good. But I think with what he's, who he's working with, He's like, eh, I don't have to really, you know, A plus this. You know. I'll just say it. I think that dog fucking kills it, dude. (laughs) (laughs) When he comes in. When he comes in and he's licking that dude's hand. I didn't want him in the scene the the when they all go under. He's just whining a little too much. Like, eh, we don't don't need you in there, Valentine. Yeah. They do that though. No, dude, it's immersive. <laughs> yeah, the only thing missing is the 4D theater where the guy comes out and actually licks your hand. Mm-hmm. Then How it much would connect. That guy makes an hour. Can we can we talk to Rafno a little bit? Sure. Like I know Dan. I kind of get your point, Dan, where you're like, yeah, if you're Vincent Rafno, you can kind of go, oh, I'm. I'm working with J Lo here and Vince Vaughn. Yeah, so. Not that Vince Vaughn isn't a great actor, but you're like, I'm with a comedic actor and a hip-hop star, so. I mean. I still think he, has he ever phoned it in on anything? Like, Not really. I was thinking today, he is one of those method guys. Like, he will, like, he'll gain weight for a role and he'll lose weight for a role. You could tell in this that he had, like, definitely cut some weight, like, like, really quick. There's one shot where you can kind of see like his the lower his lower abdomen, like oh yeah he definitely cut a lot of weight real quick, but he goes on to Salt and Sea like two years later and he's gained like eighty ninety pounds in Salt and Sea. Does the brown bunny as well? I think in this, well maybe that was before. And this is so this is four or five years after Men in Black, which is like his all time greatest performance. One of the grossest, I think, performances. Yeah. But I think he kind of phones it in in uh, The Magnificent Seven, the new one. Why are you talking like this? He's like the leather clad guy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's how he talks, right? Yeah. I feel like they all phone it in in that, though. Like, That's kind of a phoned in. But people fucking love that shit. That was a movie where I felt like everybody got excited, like, this is going to be fucking cool. And then, like, the second day in, they were like, 
hey, a Western fucking sucks, man. Like, <laughs> this shit is not easy to make. I think it took me like four days to watch that movie. <laughs> That's never a good sign. Because you loved it so much and you can't. No. Oh, yeah, he savored it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking like this for the rest of the, rest of the week. Break it Run. up into 30-minute increments so you can Run. save some. What do you think of Dorofno? Are you a Full Metal Jacket guy? Uh, yeah, I've seen Law that. and Order Criminal Intent? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I definitely recognize this dude, but I was... I, I didn't really have a connection with him where I was oh, okay. like, oh, I remember him from this role in this movie. He's almost like the new Marlon Brando. Huh. Like after Brando kind of was like, all right, I'm done with all this. I think he kind of got pegged into that. He seems nicer though. I don't, feel like he's yeah. bogged down with all that Brando shit. I feel like a modern Brando would be uh but I feel like you could take him and put him in any Brando movie and like it would work. You know what I mean? You think I don't know. I never felt like he was handsome enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe. He's in that. Now I'm trying to think of who I would consider to be. But when I think of Brando, I'm thinking like of like Joaquin Godfather. Phoenix is the Marlon Brando. You I know, mean, like he fucking hates acting, but he loves acting. Sort I mean, of. He's the greatest living actor we have right now. You'd put him above Mark Ruffalo? Yes. Wow. And I love Mark Ruffalo. There's a lot of people that do not like Mark Ruffalo. Why not? Mark Ruffalo is another guy that I think, or another actor that suffers from the voice thing. Where like he, I think he gets the mannerisms and and the physicality and stuff down, but I think the voice sometimes, like him Doesn't in Foxcatcher, dude, the way he moves in Foxcatcher, the lumbering and the blinking and all of that, like as a person that wrestled for five years, he fucking nails it. But, Kron, do you think John Lithgow could have been in this movie? Yeah, of course he could have been in it. Let him play the dog. I was thinking the little boy. Just put him anywhere. Find a spot for him. The movie would instantly be better. All right, Craig, now, where are we at? Yeah. Now, Bones, you did your wrestling uh, old school Roman style completely nude, though, right? Oh, it was a, it was a must. Yeah. I can't the only have, way. I can't have somebody getting a grip on... Yeah, you put that, up. put that that one piece on and it was olive oil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know where we're at. Uh <laughs> we're at the Car- bathtub scene. He's explaining yeah. his first kill. Carl also recalls his first schizophrenic episode at this point, which he 
he says he blames on the baptism whenever he got dunked underwater. He also says... I mean, to be fair, this is all God's fault. God's allowing all of this to happen, so... Well, okay. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. Light. He directed that video, right? Yes, he did. And that's also your favorite Ramones song, right, Dan? No, that's a Beatles song, guys. Idiots. Uh, Carl won't give up Julia's location. This is, I guess this is the first time I wrote down this lady's name, but she's the one in, in the cell getting <laughs> drowned to death. Uh, Carl shows up as a giant demon at this point. I think his horns are his hair. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Pretty gross looking. Yeah. Looks pretty gnarly. Um, We get a little scene where we go back to the control room and the computer is jumping between guest and host. So basically, J-Lo has fallen into his mind and can't come out of it. She thinks it's real. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the scientists and Vince Vaughn kind of talk it over for a bit, and Vince Vaughn decides that he's going to go in to Carl's mind as well to get J-Lo out. Which you know is coming when they do the ham-fisted, what's the third suit for? Mm-hmm. Like 20 minutes earlier. Uh, we're back over to Julia. Some more water starts coming in. Uh but she does start pulling at a pipe on the ceiling, so there's something. I'm telling you, there's a way out. <laughs> I'd like Vince, to know what was behind that tile. Because you can bust tile. Mm-hmm. You can bust out tile. So what's behind that? Only she would have watched your videos. Yeah. yeah. That's why they're so important. We're going to cut these. We're going to make these things, dude. We're going to produce some videos. Post-COVID. We're going to buy, you know those like we buy ugly houses? Sure. I'm going to buy an ugly house and we're just going to bust it up. Mm-hmm. And then flip it, of course. That'd be another show. We'll yeah. just put bones on demo and... Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody else has these fucking shows. Why can't we? Well, that was uh, the argument six months ago when we started this show, right? Yeah. That's exactly what it was. All these guys who don't know movies talking about movies. Why can't we? We could do a podcast where we talk about The Cell. Still don't know why it's called The Cell. We're going to give them real art. Uh, Vince Vaughn jacks into The Matrix, and it kind of looks like a like a shittier 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. It's like a real dig- digital version of that. My question is, who got a fucking flashlight in here, like, just shining a fucking flashlight all around the scene? Like, what the fuck? Like, all the little weird graphics where he's actually... When he wakes up in the mud puddle? Yeah, I think he's jumping ahead to where he's in front Mm -hmm. of, like, the three versions of his mother. Right. Uh, Fucking... Oh, my God. Well, we're at that scene now, so... Yeah. If you have something to say, Dan... Now is literally the time. Yeah. I wanted more of the, the three ladies 
that had their mouths open looking at the sun because mm-hmm. they seem to be telling the truth. Well, I think they just uh, say, like, have you seen you. my The boy. truth is real important to you. He's, he's a liar. Don't believe him. Uh, yeah. Some other shit. Yeah. I dug that. I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Based off a of painting, apparently. The imagery was cool. Yeah. This movie looks real cool. I don't know if we talked about that. <laughs> uh, so little Carl is shining his little mirror. Uh, Sniper. And that leads Vince Vaughn to J-Lo. She's on the bed in some kind of fetish mask and a see-through dress. She's fully involved She's in, in his world, right? How about, how about this look, guys? Is this doing anything for you? Oh, I mean, she's doing it through the she whole can wear. She can fucking wear whatever, yeah. I don't think... Get, I'll don't give think, her the time of the day. Yeah. she Nothing beats her standing in front of the refrigerator in a t-shirt and panties. Like, she could walk in right now, close. even yeah. though she's like 52. 50-something years old. What if she was getting off an elevator playing with her shoe, though? Yeah, totally. Totally. If to me more was next to her doing the same thing, I'd still go J Lo. Well, well, if you put them next to each other like that, they would have to kiss each other. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we support all women. Women build women. Women build women. Women build women. That's what I tell the two girls when they fight each other. I said, women build each other up. Women don't bring oh. each other down. I was going to say, but a man and a woman, they biologically build uh, a woman. Look, so Love listen, is love. Don't, I don't get so woke you forget about know. biology, bro. <laughs> God. J-Lo needs me. I'm just saying, if I had a choice between more and low, I'm going low, bro. Oh, yeah. Karan? Yeah, J-Lo, hands down. Oh, he misspoke about Demi Moore for once. No, I'm just, she's not like the hideous troll you made her out to be in. Well, you just called Demi trouble. Moore a hideous troll. I'm saying oh you, you were both very anti-Demi Moore in the last episode. That's not true. That was not true at all. She's probably the best actress, actor in the yeah. movie. If anything, we were talking about how awkward she was, like the awkward positions in which she was placed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when that elevator opened, she should have been kidnapped by by a man. <laughs> yep. Like strutting it, bro. You just need a Ford pickup drive by. <laughs> Cut uh, to her in a box. Just went to six o'clock. Uh, so Carl shows up. He's dressed in some kind of weird king outfit. Puts a bag over Vince Vaughn's head. Uh, Vince Vaughn wakes up on a slab. Carl's standing over him. He cuts into his stomach, pulls out his intestines, and hooks them up to a spindle. Oof. This is one of those scenes that stuck with me as when I first seen the film, yeah. Yeah. Vince Vaughn tells J-Lo about her past. He's trying to snap her out of whatever state she's in. 
Uh, J-Lo comes up and stabs Carl. He gives a crazy scream. And Vince Vaughn gets like a weird putty face. Mm-hmm. He wakes up. J-Lo says it's okay. But they're also still in Carl's mind at this point. And little Carl has led them to a giant cell in the middle of a room that's got like a lady, like a mermaid kind of floating around in it. That looks like something out of a Rob Zombie movie. She looks like a Rob Zombie mermaid. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Short guy. And this is also where the, uh, the dialogue audio... Like, it's really prevalent that they're doing something to the mix. Like, whenever they're in the dream world. It it really stuck out to me here when she's telling Honey, like, or she's, like, telling the kid, like, oh, Honey. Like, that. Because this is definitely one of those movies where you're turning up and turning down the whole fucking time. Yeah. And at this sequence, you're, like, all the way. You're fucking max on the audio to try to, like, understand the dialogue, which I thought was kind of frustrating. Uh, Vince Vaughn notices a logo all over the tank. He's seen it before, and whenever they were looking into Carl, uh, it's a Carver logo. He basically tells J Lo, "We got to get out of here. I know how to find Julia." Uh, but J Lo wants to stay in and help little Carl, but Big Carl shows up and runs like a weird mime. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing like a circus. He's delay, got his hand, like, yeah, yeah, like his hands out all weird. I thought that it was funny. It's funnier than drinking a Hawaiian punch, I can tell you that much. God damn it, man. I don't I don't think Did you write that down? Did I write that in my notes? Have we yeah. have we I been just, remotely as combative? To anything it's just a weird thing to find funny it's an old dude with a dick nose who pops a fucking can of Hawaiian punch like you would an oil can it's mm-hmm. humorous when's the last time you drank Hawaiian punch I thought about picking some up for this record he's gonna be slurping down a can of it I didn't think they sell it in a can anymore Oh, you can get Hawaiian punch in cans, dude. Military surplus. Go to your local uh, Piggly Wiggly and grab them right off the shelf. (laughs) For all the younger listeners, that that was a grocery store back in the day. I believe Piggly Wiggly still exists. They do. Mm -hmm. More in the south. than. And I think there's some up north, too. We used to have one 30 minutes up the road, but it burnt down. For not somebody got pissed, they stopped carrying Hawaiian punch. <laughs> uh, Vince Vaughn calls Hank from Breaking Bad, tells him to go to Carl's basement and look for a machine. Hank finds it. It's Carver Machinery out of Bakersfield, California. Vince Vaughn says, "Find out everything. Who made it? Who sold it? Who bought it?" Shouldn't they have already done this? Probably. We're not picking these guys for the detective category, that's for sure. No, because they, the Carver thing is really telegraphed. When they're looking through his 
I think it comes base- up once before. Well, it's twice before. In the basement, there's a shot of the table, and you see the logo. And then later, when he's like looking at photos and smoking, when his partner's sleeping, he's looking at it. You would have really, I think you're right. You should have had just like one shot of it. It should have been a real quick thing. And then once he's in the in the mind, then it comes to it. I feel like having two and then him figuring out on the third, it's a little... If he was looking at pictures of it, a real good detective would have said, like, we should look into this company. You know? Who's rigged up? Like, what's the chain system that rigged up this shit? Like, who's the welder that customized 14 pulleys? Hopefully it was a union guy, I hope. Yeah, you didn't didn't even need to track down every albino dog owner in America. (laughs) This is another key piece of evidence you could have used. Yeah. What do you think there's less of? Um custom chain systems to pull up fucking sadomasochistic jerk-offs or albino dogs? Well, I think if you put them together, though, you've really limited the available pool of people. Oh, yeah. When you cross-reference, for sure, but... Might be even. Who knows? Yeah. Because it's supposed to be a German Shepherd, right? Albino German Shepherd? Mm -hmm. Damn, talk about master race. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, J-Lo starts fiddling around with the controls again. Um, Stop touching fucking buttons. She's basically locking out the other scientists from the room. She's going to go back in, uh, but she's got it set up to reverse the feed, so she's going to bring Carl into her mind. Uh, Julia Cell is filling up more and more with water. I thought it was weird. I mean, it's not weird, but I think... First thing I would do is just get all my clothes off. You don't need those weighing you down when you're going to be trying to float in the water. Oh, it's the first thing I'm doing. Yeah. Because here's the thing. You don't know how long you're going to be in there. So even before the water fills up, I'm taking my clothes off. Because I don't yeah. want to be sweating in these clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so even before a drop of water comes in, you're nude in that box. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I'm, I might be using my clothes as a pillow. You have no idea that water's coming into that box. Yeah, but right. he's, say, he's right. saying you don't know that the air temperature in there. So so then the water comes in. It's like, well, good thing I took my clothes off. <laughs> Carl walks in and he's like, oh, Jesus. Ah, just go. Mm-hmm. I'll play your fucking game, you psycho. So your, your step number one... Is, you see this summer dick? You you wake up in the box, you mm-hmm. get completely nude, and then you just start punching your way out of there. Well, I'm going to assess my surroundings first. I'm going to take... <laughs> uh, he left. He leaves a little bit of food and water, so I'm going to figure out my ration. I'm going to assess my situation. I, I love that they actually show her like trying to check the seals of stuff. She's like, you know, hey, what's going on here? Again... I'm busting some of that tile out. What's behind mm-hmm. that? Are we just talk? Are we talking drywall? Is that just a studded wall? What are we looking at? Is it concrete? What is it? Do I have anything in here that can start chipping away at this concrete? I don't know. I'm assessing. Then I'm going to take a little 15 minute power nap. I'm going to remove my clothes. 
I thought they were already off. What's that? No, I keep my clothes on while I'm assessing the environment. Because what gotcha. if I find an exit by that point? Okay. Sure. But at least by the 15 minute mark, you're completely nude in there. Oh, at 16 minutes, I have my clothes on. I've given up. <laughs> gotcha. That just means I've given up. I'm going to die. But it's going to sleep. Rule number one of escaping never give up. This is why I can't do escape rooms. Get completely naked in there? Yeah. <laughs> Just start punching through walls? Mm-hmm. No, but stop. What are you Cause doing, the, dude? Because the clues are always in obvious places. So as soon as they start the clock, I'm stripping, and I just start knocking <laughs> shit off the walls, looking for keys and little bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck this. We can punch our way out. Come on, guys. <laughs> Who oh, needs there's... fucking clues, bitch? There's an emergency exit right here. <laughs> Sure, please stop punching the wall. There's a joke in it, but somebody out there absolutely agrees with me. Like, yeah, I could punch through a fucking wall. I can get through a fucking wall. Uh, Let's see. Maybe that should be our intro for our live show. We just have a drywall up and we just punch our way through it (laughs) to come out to the crowd. Sure. Yeah, we we shoot like a pre-roll. Which is like us, you know, like doing the, the actual video, like the instruction. You I think know. we just hire, stunt stunt guys. So we're supporting the stunt union. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, you're not going to get good union guys to build a wall that can be punched through. So, as long as we don't get those guys from fucking Phantom of the Paradise, we're all right. There's no good union. There's no bad union. There is only the union. <laughs> Carburetors, man. <laughs> We're in JLo's mind. Uh, she looks very saintly at this point. She looks like the goddamn Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Carl approaches her, <laughs> and... They start talking. He kind of turns into adult Carl as well. And yeah, he, he asked her, like, can you get me out of here? She's like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> it's like, why the fuck are you here then? Well, doesn't he ask to stay there forever, like in her mind? Yeah, yeah. He wants to stay with her in her mind. Yeah, instead of going back to mm-hmm. weird I mean, arms big Carl. I just love the way she's like. No, no, can't. Her, her place is nicer than Carl's, but not that much. Oh, she's got all those like Japanese blossoms and shit. Yeah, it's still odd. Mm-hmm. It's still creepy enough. Dead trees and shit. I th- yeah, I think it would have been cooler if it was like her apartment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was something a little less, you know, crazy person. Carl comes in there. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" Rummaging through a refrigerator and shit. Like, I've been reading I, this this wall or like, about or like, seal attacks. You know, like, or playing with her cat or something. You know what I mean? I haven't had mm-hmm. mustard in years. <laughs> I never think to buy it. I always think I have it. You know, like I'm in the condiment aisle, and I'm like, "No, I've got mustard," but I never do. In my world, I think it's in there, but every time I open the refrigerator, it's not. 
I got four bottles of Sweet Baby Ray's, but no mustard. <laughs> Get home, boil up a couple dogs, open the fridge. God, I'm disappointed every time. Uh, adult Carl starts telling a story about finding a little injured bird when he was a kid. And he basically ended up killing it so his mean-ass dad wouldn't hurt it. Uh, this is when Demon Carl shows up in J-Lo's mind. Cut back to Vince Vaughn. He's found the location. He's up in a chopper. The guy flying the chopper is instantly like, I know where that's at. <laughs> he flies him right over there. Really knows Bakerfield's, Bakerfield, California there. Mm-hmm. An element that I like. An agreeable helicopter pilot? Yeah, man, I got you. <laughs> I'm up here all the time. I imagine a helicopter pilot, for the most part, is pretty agreeable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Stay out of the fog, though. Yeah, well, you can't tell him to fly directly into a big, <laughs> a big thing of fog. You could tell them whether or not they listen. <laughs> That's a test. But if you're just flying over Bakersfield on a clear day, dude, he'll zip you right over where you need to be. You start to, this is, that's the one sequence that you really get like the seven vibes. You know, the end of seven when they're out there in the. My note was seven, seven did it better. But, you know. Yeah. So, I'm a finch head, so. <laughs> Apples and oranges here, I think. Um, so J-Lo ends up shooting Demon Carl a bunch with a crossbow. And then she walks over and, like, rips out his nipple gauges. Oof. Which apparently they didn't want in there. But the director is like, yeah, okay, we won't put it in there. He put it in there. That sly devil. Uh, do you uh, guys have a favorite look of Vincent Dorofna? Like when he's in the, like his his shitty little forms. Do you have like a? I think oh, I like, like the king, one. like the king version with like the little teeth and shit. I think that's my fave. I like a. Uh, not final form demon, but the one who's got hair horns. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think this reptile one is my favorite. When he comes out of the water and he's got like the scaly cape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Vince Vaughn has finally found the little secret door that leads down to the cell. Uh, he rushes down there, and then he shows Julia his badge, which I just thought was funny. Like, I get it. I get it. I know, but the water is fully up. Like, <laughs> like she wouldn't care? Yeah, it's an extra step you might not need to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're back over into J-Lo's mind. She gets a sword out and stabs Demon Carl. Vince Vaughn shoots through the cell. Uh, looks like it was bulletproof. They're kind of bouncing all over the place, but yeah. he gets it broken up enough that he can just smash it with a pipe. Now, when you guys bought your pistols, did you ask the guy, like, will this shoot through um, a tank full of water? 
Mm-hmm. First question was, like, have you ever seen the cell? They're like, totally. We got it on in the store right now, brother. Like That's the number one reason we sell Glock. Sold. Uh, all the Carls die at this point. Reptile Carl, Demon Carl, little yeah. baby Carl. Me got boy or something yeah. he says. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to Vince Vaughn. This is later. He's investigating Carl's house. He sees an image of the intestine kind of being wound up onto a spigot. And J-Lo comes to visit. They have a little chat. And she basically says she decides she's going to do the reversal process with Seal Boy. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And that's the cell from 2000, directed by Tarsum Singh. All right, heavy man. Heavy yeah, shit. It's certainly a less fun Strange Land. <laughs> yeah, I I can't recall one little hint of like one breather joke or anything no you know i mean the funniest thing was him running with his arms out all crazy (laughs) but it was still kind of scary too so i mean like silence of the lambs has fucking humor in it dude like this Mm -hmm. is do you think it take well maybe this is giving shit away do you think it takes itself too seriously Yes. Do you think it's it's being a little pompous? Well, I do think they just throw in stuff that is... They throw in scenes that are disturbing just to disturb the audience. Like, they have no other purpose, really. I think some of it is done to kind of move the story through, but I don't know. The movie seems to just kind of be hateful at points, too. So that's interesting that you bring that up, because I feel like we talked about that in Strangeland, mm-hmm. where I thought, like, oh, there's just some stuff in here that is sort of just mean. Right. So. I didn't get that vibe from I mean, Strangeland also has people arguing about, like, how vending machines and computers work. So Yeah, yeah. But I, I think you could still have one and still lean into the other. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that there wasn't, I think like the funniest thing is Vince Vaughn's partner runs out while he's talking with J-Lo and he's like, why do you wake me up? You know? And he says like, you just look so cute. Yeah. You know, like how, how did they rein in Vince Vaughn and say like, you cannot riff at all. Like you cannot be Vince Vaughn. He made that choice. Oh, did he? Yes. Okay. This was his, like, I'm a serious actor. I'm not just a fucking comedy guy. Yeah. I don't think he's bad by any means, but I just, I I blame a lot of the dialogue for his stiltedness. I mean, his first time director, so... 
the guy directed like a thousand fucking commercials. Not that that and music videos totally relates, but I think it at a certain point my religion, <laughs> which is just a guy in a room. There's Wasn't like a ladder it? too. I think at one point it's like black and white. I thought Maybe. no, it's color. It's color. Can we say that now? It was in color. Yeah, it was in color. Okay. I asked if it was in black and white. So okay, God you damn, can I'm respond. So I'm so fucking scared. You could respond as, as yeah, it was in color. Fucking canceled, dude. <laughs> I, I I will say this before we we you get any further. I think this was a fantastic choice, Kron, because this is definitely a movie that. If you're young and you kind of come across, there's big parts of the movie where you're like, oh, this isn't that bad. And then it's like, bam, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Um, the horse always stuck with me. Dan, you said the intestine thing always stuck with you. Um, the Her her look with that weird fucking mask has always stuck with me. Even when I rented it and that was like the, the little title thumbnail. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. So. I think as I was watching this, I definitely had more imagery that kind of like came back to me. Like, oh, I remember like this crazy. Even him kind of like huddled over that bathtub full of blood and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I'm like more of this stuck with me than I realized. Yeah. But uh Upon further research, gentlemen, this movie had a budget of $33 million. It grossed $104 million. It was a hit. As we said, uh, he directed Losing My Religion, REM, uh, some other videos. Inspired by Mark Ramick, who directed... Nine Inch Nails, The Perfect Drug, and Nine Inch Nails, Closer Videos, which I can, you can definitely tell. Yeah. Does look like Closer. A lot. And uh, he also, another dude who directed a lot of Marilyn Manson videos at that time, was uh, nominated for a ca- an Academy Award for Best Makeup. It was released in August, August 18th, 2000, filmed in Bakersfield, California. Uh, there are a ton of Twin Peak references in here because that's his favorite TV show, the directors. And it's also based off a ton of odd nerd room paintings as well. So that's kind of where he got all his inspirations for this here film. All right. But that's that's about it. I mean... I'd be interested to know what like the DVD sales or DVD rentals on this were. I this was, is one I remember at Blockbuster like had like th- three fucking shelves. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I, bones. Oh, I was just gonna say I f- I feel bad that I mean because technically this movie has surveillance equipment. There's a certain person that I wish 
would have we would have contacted but it, it's all right that's we'll we'll do it another time it's kind of late i texted he never, never okay responded. all right all right so kyle please uh i think at this point we should probably just move in to rate my letterbox r my l Uh, Dan, why don't you kick this event off? All right, guys. I'm going to rate this a 2.5. For yourself? Yeah. That should make the points for the game easier. Then I'm going to guess you guys (laughs) both a 2.5 as well. The second time I've done that shit. God damn it. <laughs> you can't ever start with me, Kron. All right. Well, I'm going to give Dan a 2.5 here. All right. <laughs> and I'm probably going to give Bones a 2.5 as well. Uh, Shit. Let's call it 2.5 all around. Dan, what'd you give this movie? <laughs> hey, guys, I gave this a 1.0. I, no, I gave it a 2.5. Uh, it was, it was it's good. I mean, it's not... I guess I... I remember it being a lot better when I seen it, I guess, when it came out. And then, I guess, as you get older, you know. J-Lo's performance, eh, she's still kind of new to the acting game here. I, the image imagery looks great. Not bad for a first-time director. Uh, dialogue suffered a little. A good idea, you know. But, it, yeah, basically just a music video. But that was this that time of in 2000 and, like, all the successful 90s music videos, they were hiring all those directors to do movies so you know 2.5 i mean i'll catch it if it's on tv a lot darker than i remember yeah so but yeah bones i mean not bad uh i think the the visuals are inarguable in this i think just in the opening sequence alone, like um, the imagination in it, I think is incredible. The score carries a lot of the movie. Um, a really underrated thing that we didn't really talk about was the transitional shots. Um, whether it's like zooming in on a turtle that's just sort of walking across a field and then cutting up into a truck or my favorite shot of the movie is simply the the pan across the back of the jet um and you see the you know the heat uh busting through um nothing's i feel like repeated or beaten to death visually uh the the overhead shot of the baptism that flips over into the water i think is incredible i do think the movie is Dan, you said it's darker than you remember. 
it's about as dark as I remember, but we just like talked about, there's just no points of that really allow you to breathe. You go from really the dream to a deep conversation back to a dream or, you know, psyche or whatever. Um, I am a 3.0 if only for um, visuals and score on this. This isn't a movie that I'm going to seek out because it really does weigh you down. It takes a lot out of you. Um, but at no point was I bored um, watching this. So, if, and, and to be fair against other scores, I think it sits at a three for me. Uh, <clears throat> I think I would be a 2.5 on this. Uh, I do, th- I mean, the visuals are super impressive. I agree. This is like a super strong outing for a first time director. Uh, I could definitely see why this guy, you know, got movies after this. Um, I think it veers a little into, you know, style over substance. Cause I don't think the story is like strong enough to really, it, if it wasn't shot so well, I don't think it would be, you know, a movie that is remembered just based on the story alone. So I do think the visuals and the score are doing a lot of heavy lifting, like Bone said. Um, yeah, I think 2.5 is fair. It's just kind of, you know, not a great film, but a very well shot bad film. So... Yeah. Well, guys, that would put this on the big list at number 18 with an average rating of 2.67. It would be right below brain scan and right above full contact. Yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah, I'm not, I would. I'm not upset with that. Yeah. And to reiterate, I'm I'm just trying to be fair with my scoring system, you know, and if I'm putting this up against other things that I've put a 2.5 or a 3, um, yeah, it's it really is a, a good time capsule for 2000 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Um, so our late my Redderbox... Uh, game scores uh that'd be me at a two and both of you at a 1.5 guys and just an overall update the total scores right now me and dan are tied with 4.5 bones would have a five you guys are on my tail Mm -hmm. we got a letterboxed user rating of a 3.1 for the cell I think that's fair. We're not too far off from that. Yeah. I can absolutely see this being, you know, somebody scoring this a one, like, fuck this. And then the guy who thinks this is mind-blowing, this is a five, holy shit. Reviews are very, yeah, they're very either very low or they're on the higher scale. So Now, have you? Well, go ahead. Have either of you guys seen The Fall? Which yes, is I have. the the movie he made after this? I've seen it one time. That seems uh, like it. Same here. I mean, I watched the trailer after I watched this, 
And it just seemed like that would be a more enjoyable experience because it has the visual element, but it looked like it's a less, it's further away from any kind of like horror setup. Not as, not as dense. Yeah. I vaguely remember it being even more style over substance. Okay. Like less of a more coherent thread. But maybe it's like a more enjoyable watch than like yes, this it's, heavy, yeah, depressing yeah, shit. It's, yeah, it's far less as heavy as this is. So, I mean, in terms of our just like the heaviness of the issues that our movies have dealt with, is there anyone that's heavier than that? I mean, Strangeland... Like, there's more murder in Strangeland. Um, I mean, I think if I you... mean, we did Army of the Dead and shit. Sorry. Savage Streets? Yes. Yeah. Sa- Savage Streets is, like, the heaviest in terms of subject matter to me. Yeah. But how, how is it that they were able to juggle a tone that is, in a way, less exhausting? Even Death Wish 3, which has, like, a brutal rape in it you know Mm -hmm. but it's like well two scenes later Bronson just fucking shoots a dude in the back and I fucking crack up at it it's insane how I mean I guess maybe it's you know the approach that they take when they're making those films because I think those are I would call those both like pure exploitation kind of movies but Mm -hmm. I think part of an exploitation movie is like you're going to see a bad thing kind of up front or in the middle. And then the rest of the movie is going to be like, now it's time to get revenge and just lay waste to everyone that has wronged you. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's also sleaze, right? Mm -hmm. Like that sleaze element of, Hey, this is bad, but it's going to be kind of fun. Right. Where the cell is like, Oh, this is bad. And you're going to feel bad afterwards. Yeah, like, like I want I want you to constantly be aware of how depressing this is. Yeah, yeah. And Savage Streets is like this is bad, but you're gonna see, you're gonna see some titties. The cell right. is, uh, yeah, it's bad, and you're gonna need a shower afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good thing I take my clothes off. Dan, are you talking about a little night shower there? Yeah, I'm talking about the uh, after shower show, guys. Oh, oh shit! Well, I guess this does wrap up a category for us. This was <laughs> yeah, it does. viewer discretion advised. Are we? Do you guys want to do fuck Mary kill for this category? Well, we have to. Cron, yeah. that's I'm what glad we do you. On this I show. totally forgot. Hey, yeah. I I know Dan's coming down on you a little hard right here, Cron. <laughs> I totally forgot. Thank you for reminding me. I just like how he took the the lead there. He was just like, boom. Well, I think I'll, I'll go first because I got mine. I would marry absolutely brain scan. Uh, seems like you'd at least get a, a chuckle every now and again. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'd fuck the cell. I mean, at least has J-Lo in it. <laughs> And, you know, I don't think the kill was a question in anybody's mind. Yeah. It's going to be nothing but trouble. 
Dan? I think that that kind of sums it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd kill nothing but trouble. I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go, Kron. Great. I agree with Kron. Yeah, I, I agree. I would, I would, I would drown nothing but trouble. <laughs> and that moat. Yeah. That I malt. would, I would absolutely marry brain scan. It's got everything you need. And mm-hmm. you know what? Fucking the cell just makes you appreciate brain scan even more. Yeah. Like fucking the cell is definitely one of those like, all right. All right. Yeah, it's you got you're going to have a little bit of chafing afterwards. You I want to be suspended from the ceiling. Your your place in the world is uh it's a little bit more defined after fucking the cell. But yeah, you you got brain scan at home, buddy. You're coming out of that experience with the cell just thankful that you made it out. Yeah. Like and you hope Dude, you hope brain scan does not find out. <laughs> you learned a lesson, and now it's time to go back home. Like brain scan is fine that you killed nothing but trouble. Mm-hmm. If anything, they find it romantic. But if they find out you fucked the cell, mm-mm. you think you're better than me? She looks great, and she's got a great body, but she's not marriage material. So that was viewer discretion advised. Uh, when we come back from the after shower segment, we're going to be rolling on random.org. And Dan is going to tell us what our next category and film are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Which will be interesting because the listener will not have a break, but we're going to have a substantial break. That is true. For production purposes, so this will be a, an interesting one to sit on for two and a half weeks. For mm-hmm. humans, you know, we got to take some breaks. Some of us have to recognize uh, outdated rituals. Uh, anyway, uh, Kyle, bring us home, baby. Hey, thanks for listening. It's been good. Come back for the after shower show. Uh, Buddies Forever, Crash and Burn, uh, the Green Knight jizzed on that lady. Remember to poop in your condoms. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Gatorade. Crash and Burn. Five Day Rails here. Check us out on Letterboxd. Check us out on YouTube. Give us an email. Five Day Rentals Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out, guys. I mean, we're the best fucking categories podcast you can find. Hands down. Crash and burn. All right. Welcome back to the show. Did you guys purify yourselves in a cell full of water? So much bleach. Almost drowned.
That's good. Did you guys uh, hook your back hooks up after the shower was done? No, I still got my nipple uh, yeah. bar going. I'm disinfecting mine. <laughs> your hooks or your nipple bar? Both. Oh, that's good. Good, good idea. Yeah. Stay pure. And I, I don't want what happened last time. I don't want to be confused. I did. I broke out the label maker and I, you know, labeled each one of them. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to end up with your leg hook in your nipple the next day. Mm-mm. Or your nipple bar closing your buttocks closed, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. So since we did finish up, Viewer discretion advised. It's time to pick a new category. Uh, the only way we know how to do this is to pull up random.org and we punch in some numbers. Each of us have a different set. Uh, Dan is 20 through 30 or 21, I guess. 21 through 30. Yeah. 21 through 30. And we're going to generate a number and see what we get. So, Dan, the number is 25. Number 25, gentlemen, is a category that's pretty wide open here. And Karan took us to, what, 2,000 for our last pick? I'm going to go with 1995. But the name of this category is... It came from the VHS cover. So this is just a kind of along the lines of bones, just a VHS cover that you remember that stuck out to you either as a child or just a cover pretty much in a video store. And uh, like I said, pretty wide open. My pick is from 1995, and it is going to be a film that's called Demon Knight. Tells from the Crypt, Demon Knight, with Mr. Billy Zane. So that is going to be the next category. All right. All right, dude. Could have saved it for medieval times, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a little in there. Has I, so I, I guess Quran has seen this film. Yeah, I. What's the other one? Bordello of Blood. Yeah, that's the bad one. Well, I feel like I've watched parts of both of those, so I really enjoy Demon Knight. So, but it's been a long time since I've sat down and watched it. And I think you have to rent this one. I don't think it's uh, streaming anywhere the last time I looked. One of them used to be on... Prime? Well, yeah, I think one of them was on Prime for a while. It might have been Bardella Blood, I think. Isn't there some interesting like rights hold up with the tales from the crypt dude like because they used to be on hbo back in the day but i think like now they're not on max i think there's some streaming hold up 
on yeah, all they've, shit. Yeah, they've never been available on any HBO streaming platform, as far as I know. I know huh. they got DVDs out at one point. I remember yeah. that was a big deal. But there's a huge issue because it's like each episode had, you know, like different writers and directors. And yeah. it's like wrangling all that together. They've never been able to do it. But Fucking yeah, there's Schwarzenegger has directed a Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Oh, there's tons of yeah. like stars that have been in all those episodes. There's a Lithgow one. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's absolutely I mean, a show I wish I could go back and go through because well, our if, age if, was prime of what is this show? I can't watch it. If oh, you I fucking love Tales from the Crypt. If you want to watch it, I found a guy on YouTube that has like almost every episode uploaded. Okay. So Literally, when Francis and I moved into this house, I was like up here painting some. I was downstairs painting some. That I just threw on that guy's YouTube channel. Like every time I was working around the house, cool. So I wasn't like sitting down and watching them, but I would just have them playing throughout the house all all day. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, guys, it came from the VHS cover. Like I said, pretty. Uh... Could be pushed in there with Bones as the last category. I mean, but that was uh, my video store kind of pick there. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to revisit the Mind Palace, and you know, and take a stroll through, through the aisles. But I watched this in Glenview, Illinois, at my buddy's house. They were uh, Hawaiians, and they let us watch that movie. And I was like, holy shit. It's the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Which was weird, because they were like a big like church family, you know? Right. But... <laughs> Maybe they got it confused with something, and <laughs> they thought it was like a... A story about a knight who went around and slayed demons in the name of God. Uh, he had two older sisters, and I think it was their pick. They, they're the ones that rented it, and I think we picked something else. And then we watched what we, were, what, what we picked, and then they let us watch that one as well. And we were like, holy shit. Like, Man, that was awesome. Since you told us the category, I just went into Letterboxd and was browsing by year. I've already come up with like three things that could work oh, for this. This so. is I'm I'm scrolling through one because one popped up, and I was like, man, I gotta check this cover, and it led to, oh, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a fun, fun well, category. What, yeah. And my aim was a wide open like, mm-hmm. all right, I need one where I can just, you can kind of pick whatever. Yeah. Yeah get some choices there make it hard for you yeah dude i feel like narrowing this down is gonna be tough like i've you know i'm looking at one year on letterboxd and i've got like three things that could easily work i when i narrowed it down i was like fuck because i got like four that i could possibly do but i was like i could throw this into another one and this and then it's like all right demon knight is because I knew that I always wanted to throw Demon Knight in. So I was like, that's the one for fucking Demon Knight. Awesome. 
And fucking Billy Zane, guys. Come on, he's a fucking Titanic. Yeah. He's in Sniper. He's in, I believe, one of the best episodes of Community. They're... What the fuck was it when I was watching where somebody was talking about Billy Zane was their friend, but they just made it up. (laughs) Some episode of something. Hmm. It might have been a podcast. I don't know. But hell, fuck, we could have a fucking Billy Zane category if we really Mm -hmm. wanted to. Yeah. Kron's probably writing that down right now. I'm writing down movies that I noticed on this one year. This is going to be tough to narrow down. There's a shit ton of VHS covers that I'm like, like Slumber Party Massacre was, that is like number one, like top, like, holy shit, what the fuck is, like two was uh, with the guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I always remember that as a kid. I'm like, what the fuck? Is it Sorority House? Mer- like something Sorority House. I always wow. remember There's, seeing. Isn't there Sorority House Massacre? Layer of the White Worm or some shit. A woman with the of the White Worm. That doesn't she had, like, had a snake on the cover. And she was holding, she's like an all leather and shit. I was like, what the fuck is this? Man, that's probably my second uncoolest category in here. (laughs) Fine. There's also the house on sorority row bones. Oh, it, it is absolutely, uh, sorority house massacre the the looking through the uh the blinds mhm yeah mhm uh, yep that is for sure one that just it was like you know being 12 13 like man i wish i could rent that <laughs> yeah that's you know well, like, mine, oh, like man i wish i could get yeah well i guess i'll get turtles too again like you'd always walk by it and like mm-hmm. six or seven times, like fuck yeah. This is good. There's there is one movie I've got in mind that I couldn't figure out a way to fit it into my categories, but Man. it could work for this. So I so often think about when I would go visit my grandparents. Like, so I'm go to too much backstory. My parents are high school sweethearts, right? So both sets of grandparents lived in the same town. So I would go visit in the summer and I would be there for like three weeks, you know, because you just bounce between grandparents. Well, after like two or three days, they sort of get bored with you. So you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want. And they had uh, a video store called Video Giant, which was to this day the largest video rental place I can recall. Um. And it was fucking insane. And it's one of those things now. It's like, man, I wish I could pay. I would pay $5,000 to own their inventory. You know what I mean? Like, if you could have just bought Best Ways VHS cat- like 
catalog. I'm sure you would have, Cron. Like, I it tried. Been great. We yeah. kind of did. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. But Video Giant, absolutely. And like, so when I talk about like walking the aisles, especially with VHSs, because it's, you're talking, uh, when I moved back, so 90, 98, 99. So you're right on the cusp of DVDs coming in. So VHS is just fucking prevalent, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the peak of the 99 cent five day rental on stuff. So sorority house massacre, slumber party massacre. Um, the one I'm thinking about like right now that like, Oh, that's the fucking cover that I remember that I don't want to say out loud, but bond movies, Andy Sidaris movies that just stuck out, you know, like, <laughs> Holy shit. Fuck. And Demon Knight's a little, a little older, ninety five, but I always remember that cover because it's him standing there and it's got the yeah. fucking shit flying up over him. Yeah, but that I tales think, tales from the crypt was absolutely that thing of like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, cool, but I just got super stoked when it came on. I remember being like probably just like five or six. I don't know when Tales from the Crypt started, but there was a there was some point where they brought it over to like Fox, but they would edit the episodes, you know, to I think cut it out. Was uh, USA or something? Maybe there was some channel, but I remember like I had snuck downstairs to watch TV, and I just remember that opening where it like takes you down the stairs, mm-hmm. and then that crypt the crypt keeper like pops out of the coffin sits up yeah yeah and i was like i was like oh <laughs> like i got freaked out and turned the tv off like i didn't even make it into the episode mm-hmm. 89 yeah. to 96 okay which okay, would have been so about right cuz i'm right there yeah right. oh yeah it's ideal cuz i first got a tv in my room 94 you know, yeah. so like staying up because you're watching like HBO or Cinemax to try to catch a boob, Oh yeah. you know, but then you catch Tales from the Crypt and you're like, what is this? You know, well, you're or, like, this is the best because it's fucking horror. Plus there's boobs in it. So. Yeah. But the guy kind of creeps me out. Like, who's writing this shit? Mm-hmm. Like, is it? Some, Why do you, we have that anymore? Yeah. Though? You don't get. Because you, you also don't get the humor. You don't get that it's supposed to be funny in a way. Like, Yeah, we don't we don't have that. God damn. I think we should do a review of Tales from the Crypt, bro. When I, when I started watching it, when I started watching it in the house all the time when I was working, I looked up that DVD box set because they're not on Blu-ray. But there were so many times, dude, where I looked it up on eBay and I was just like, I'm going to fucking buy it. Like, yeah. I'm going to do it. I guess, like I said, I should have named it Tells from the Crypt, I guess. Well, there's only two movies, so. Yeah. Hmm. But I think Jada Pinkett Smith? Yeah. She's in this one. As well. I'm stoked, man. Should be a good one. Yeah, this is one of those films I said I seen as a kid, and it was like, that was fucking awesome. Like, 
fucking that's the best movie I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a while. It's been a long time, I think. I can't even remember if I've watched it. Fuck. I don't know. I don't think so. I might have. I think I might have watched it one more time. But it's been it's been a long time. So Alright. But there you go, folks. Uh it came from the VHS cover. That's our next category. And it's just uh movies that we remember the VHS covers when we were going back and walking through the video stores because we're that old. So is this where we should say, hey, if you're uh, if you made it to this part of the episode, why don't you send us an email and tell us a VHS cover that you remember? Yeah. I mean, it won't happen. Nobody will email, but I mean, you can find our, me on Twitter. Five day our, our time VHS covers were pretty fucking cool. So this time around, it's just a whole bunch of heads in the air with. Like a landscape behind it, so yeah, or it's like a zo- super zoom of a face with like a yeah, simple it's just font. A face, yeah, yeah. Make yeah, friends or some shit. Your stupid digital thumbnails suck now. <laughs> VHS covers used to be badass. Like, yeah, they used to hire a guy. Hey, paint a photo that mm-hmm. somewhat makes sense to this movie. Yeah, watch this movie and come up with what you come up with. That's how Mondo got popular, guys. Because they were alternative covers to just faces. Mm -hmm. And now you spend $80 for a Jurassic Park poster. Mm -hmm. We're old. That's what we're saying. But yeah, guys, anything else tonight on uh, Five Day Rentals here? Uh, The Cell? episode we've got mm. a new category going the all, minds are buzzing already looking forward to the cat the movies i've written down more than the cell <laughs> i mean nothing but trouble is one i remember as well you know i could have mm-hmm. could have brought that back up well we can't watch it again <laughs> We've already spoken our piece on that film. Mm-hmm. New rule, no more nothing but trouble. Yeah. God damn it. We all agreed to kill it anyway, so. Yep. That is true. That is true. It's done. Well, all right, folks. Uh, join us next week. You're next week for, uh, for Demon Knight 1995, Tells from the Crypt. Our new category is called It Came From The VHS Cover. Email us with uh, what you remember at 5DayRentalsPodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Letterboxd. Follow the YouTube page. Uh, friend Cron uh, Howard on Letterboxd as well. Yeah, friend me. Only only Cron Howard. Only Cron Howard. Let's... Plus, plus 5 Day Rentals. Yeah. Look at my... Top rated films. <laughs> and anything else, gentlemen? No. Let's get to that next category, dude. 
All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time around. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Buddies forever.